Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, good morning, good evening, wherever you are. This is the Manchester United Redcast, and this is not Edward Nesta. Eddie is away. I'm not sure where. Um, but this is Dan Riley standing in for him. Um, and on the other end of uh, the line, I have Robert Meekin. Robert, how are you? I'm good, and I do have a bit of an inside track on where Eddie Nestor is. I mean, as excuses go, this is quite elaborate by his standards. He told me this morning I am doing, quote, altitude training for his forthcoming climb up Mount Kilimanjaro. So he's, that is apparently what he's doing. Well, I think we can forgive him that. I think we can forgive him. Um, and if I'm sure... for something else, altitude training, that's you know, altogether wrong. But, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure there is a page somewhere where you can find Eddie... Um, <laughs> looking bedraggled and uh, out of breath, and maybe yeah. donate to uh, his particular charity because I'm yeah. sure he's not he's not just doing it for the uh, for the hell of it, is he? He's doing it. I think he's doing it to raise some money for charity. I think so. I do think he's actually trying to be helpful. <laughs> or oh, it's just a shameless publicity stunt. Let's be honest; it is Nestor we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, he will maybe have seen uh, the United Arsenal game on the weekend, which. For me, Robert, was a, it was a bit of a weird one, wasn't it? it was, yeah. It's kind of ended up at a time of the season where it wasn't really that much uh, to play for. It, it would have been nice um, if we'd beaten Arsenal. Um, mm. But the, the kind of the nagging doubt for me was that they would always be able to get a point. And um, I don't know... I felt that a 1-0 up, we sort of slacked off a little bit and, and, and maybe yep. should have gone for the jugular and instead we've ended up um, with a point which has kind of given Arsenal the third place. Yeah, I mean, I thought Arsenal looked pretty lacklustre, didn't they, for the, a big part of the game and looked for the taking, to be frank. And, uh, yeah, and you say that we, we faded, particularly that last sort of half hour or so, and let Arsenal begin to play that game we all know so well, when they've started to dominate the possession and knock it about in that attractive way they do. But we allowed them back into it. It was frustrating. It was the final game of the season at Old Trafford. And I really, as you say, I think we could have taken them by the throat, and we could have been further ahead at that point. So, no, a flat yeah, anticlimactic again, but let's be honest, it has been that recently. It's been we we have uh, been a bit of a busted flush in these last few games. <laughs> it was, um, it certainly was a um, a kind of game that you felt that if we'd won it, we might be able to push them. Um, yeah, unfortunately, didn't. Um, kind of, I mean, some 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 decent performances. 
Um, I think um, Ashley Young again showed that he's a very sort of a very good player for us to have in our squad, and I think um, we'll have him uh, back next season. Um, interesting. I've, I've I felt very sorry for Blackett, who sort of came on, yeah. and the, the the deflection really was um, it was very unlucky and. Um, that's just one of those things. That was law of averages, wasn't it? For the game, that just happens to defenders. It's just it was, it was unfortunate. I think he looks a good prospect, doesn't he, Blackett? Um, so yeah, I don't think that can really be be held against him. And to be honest, though, as we'd let Arsenal back in the game. There's every chance they could have nicked a goal another way. Anyway, they were playing. They did. They did come into the ascendancy in that latter period. So we were asking for trouble. To kind be honest. of, kind of something I think in 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 games in in the sort of more recent years. And yeah. I'm even I'm even including Ferguson years here. That yeah. I, I remember this, you know, times when you'd sort of go one up and you'd think, right, come on, let's go, let's go for this now. Let's get the second goal. Yeah. It was just that sort of no. Let's just we, we're okay with what we've got, you know. The 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 stick rather than twist, and it it so often bites you, you know, on the backside. And um, yeah, it's a cautious old approach, isn't it? They sort of step, they step back and you know, let, the, let the other lot come at them. It should obviously, I mean, it obviously comes at a cost sometimes. Well, I mean, this was the thing. I, I was always confident that the game would be um, a, a, a more open game for United because yeah. the thing about the Chelsea, West Brom and the Everton games where they were three teams that just basically didn't want to attack. So they yeah. sat back and, and that's our problem. When, yeah. when someone doesn't want to attack, we, we have a problem breaking teams down. And I knew Arsenal weren't going to come to Old Trafford and not attack. So the game was always going to be open. We, we did um, have the lion's share of possession, but not that much, certainly not to the levels of the other games. Um, yeah. So I kind of, I, I was disappointed that we got the lead and a great finish from Ander Herrera, who I think has been one of the, the well, highlights of the season. He really has, hasn't he? I mean, it's great. I mean, it, the, he, he's getting, he's got into the goals this second half of the season, hasn't he? And uh, yeah, it, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's obviously crucial that we have players in that position being in goals as well, which we haven't really had so much in recent years since goals faded with age. And yeah, it, I've, I've been really, really pleasantly surprised by just how good Herrera has been, particularly in the second half of the season for us. He's a he's a definite plus. Well, we've had to have those goals coming from midfield, actually, Robert, because yeah. they've not been coming from from up front so much. Um, I think it's um, I think I saw a, a figure the other day, something thirty odd goals coming from our midfield this season, which is uh, which yeah. is really good. Um, Herrera six goals, um, more than I think he got in his whole career at um, yeah. Atletico Bilbao. Um, a, a real a real little gem. Earlier on in the season, he was a bit more of a fringe player, wasn't he? So to be fair to him, it's only more, um, from, from memory, it's only more really in the, the beginning of, of 2015 and he's really become a, a, yeah, an integral part of the team when he's been getting, not getting in the goals. So I like, I, I'm, I'm confident there's more, there'll be a bigger tally next year for him if he stays healthy. I like what, um, he, he was dropped um, for a while to the, to the sort of bafflement of many United fans. Yeah. And, 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 and it was, it, he's actually spoken about this and he said that he was apparently carrying the ball too much and, and Van Gaal told him, look, this is, you know, this is not what you need to be doing. He's, he's listened to Van Gaal, done what he's asked him to do and, and got back in the side and, and is scoring goals. And I love that attitude. Someone who's going to, you know, yeah. not throw a strop, 
not kind of say, oh, what are you talking You know, just yeah. does as, as recognise that the coach knows what he's doing, yeah. has followed the coach instructions and has, um, and has benefited from it. And yeah, like you say... He seems an intelligent player, doesn't he? Yes. And he's, probably, he's pretty much the Van Hal sort of player as well because he, he is flexible, clearly he can adapt his game. He, yeah, he's absolutely ideal. Though. It's highly commendable. But I also think that Juan Mata deserves a huge amount of praise this season. And the jury has been out about him, as we know, in the past. But again, mm. I, think, I think him and Herrera have both, uh, both in probably equal measure, really stepped up to the plate, particularly, again, as I would say, the second half of the season. I think they've, been, they've both been great for us. And I love watching them play together as well. Well, you've, 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 you've given me a nice way of uh, dovetailing into the next player I was going to talk about, and that's the Victor Valdez, another Spaniard, yeah. who, who came on and made his debut um, in sort of, you know, uh, circumstances that we, 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 we didn't really want to happen. But almost weirdly, you kind of, it was almost like it was fated that he would, he would have something to say about this season because of, you know, David De Gea and the, the, the yeah. linking him abroad. And the, it was always odd for me, the fact that Valdez hadn't even played a game. And, and here we are with, with De Gea being uh, linked with a move away again. Um, Valdez comes on. First thing he does is picks the ball out of the net, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, it, it's, it's, it's brought us to the, the De Gea situation. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. I kind of think he's going to go. I yeah. think the, I think the, the, I don't think he necessarily wants to go, but I think the main thing is it's this, uh, his, 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 his fiance, girlfriend, I, I don't know what their, what their status is, but I think it's tricky for him. If your, you know, partner, loved one, etc., isn't in the same place as you live. That's kind of tricky. And, I yeah. sort of think that's going to be the thing that swings it for him. Um, yeah, sadly, my gut feeling has been because because the saga just kept on chipping away. I mean, I, I, I've, I've increasingly thought that he is going to go, and I, you know, my gut feeling now is certainly that he he will go, and Real Madrid will start pressing all the sort of buttons we know they can press. And I think I think the tide might now just be irresistibly going in that direction. Unfortunately, great shame because you know we. Great goalkeepers are, you know, you can't mm. just grab one from thin air and just, you know, turn him into a fantastic keeper. We, know, we saw De Gea when he arrived and he was raw and he wasn't the finished article, had that tricky first season. And now he's regarded by many as our best player, absolutely integral. And I think it will be a, a big call on United's part, you know, to, 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 re- to replace him, whether that's Valdez, whether we go back into the transfer market, I know will be debated, but we have a track record of being quite careless with goalkeepers in between our brilliant ones. We've had some pretty well-documented disasters. <laughs> well, got to be careful. Got to be careful. Because yeah, we know how many points, we don't know how many, precisely how many points, but we, we can safely guess that De Gea has been worth a good few points to us this season. Well, it's interesting, um, Robert, because you say about, you know, He's been our best player. Well, he's, he's been voted our best player two seasons on yeah. the trot. And very interestingly, as he was given his award by Louis van Gaal, van Gaal kind of said, it's quite a funny thing, he sort of said that he didn't want his goalkeeper to be the player of the year because he's someone who likes attacking football. And it's yeah. very interesting that we sh- Manchester United's player of the year shouldn't really be the goalkeeper. Um, no. But in terms of replacements, I, I, I started with talking about Valdez. 
I think yeah. Valdez is... I mean, I Googled him, and Valdez has got 21 um, major honours. You know, this guy is clearly no mug, to use an old footballing oh, cliche. Yeah. But I think they definitely do want to... I think the, the, the top clubs now seem to be going into this model of having two very top, top goalkeepers. You know, look at Chelsea I, for yeah. Sake, yeah. Um, and Chelsea are going to buy, apparently, Robert Green to replace uh, Czech, who yeah. could be, and I think, for me, would be the number one target. I think he's 33 years old. He's younger, believe it or not, than when we signed uh, uh, Edwin van der Sar. Yeah. He's, he's premiership ready, He's experienced. He's won everything. Yeah. For me, he's the man to get. And, and, I, and, I, and I read a thing with his agent saying that he has an agreement with Abramovich that he can pretty much go where he wants. So right. what do you think? I, I mean, I'm a huge admirer of Czechs. And I, I, would, I wouldn't be <laughs> at all distressed if he arrived at Manchester United. I think he could do a great job for us. Similar, you say, to the, to the way... Our, our great Dutch keeper from before did, you know, came later on in his career, but lasted pretty much into his early forties, mm. didn't he? And he was, and he was, he was fantastic for us. So, and I think uh, Peter Cech could do a similar job for us. So, I, I would think that would be a very, very savvy move on United's part. I think we need to get a keeper who has sort of been there, seen it, done it, kind of thing. We don't want to go and do the De Gea again and and buy someone who's going to have a season of sort of, uh, let's say, finding their feet in the Premier League. Yeah. No, absolutely. No, we can't, we can't mess around. I, say, I, think, I think we need to have an established performer between the sticks. And no, I think your check call is really good. There's been, there's been other names mentioned. Lloris, I can't personally see it because I think it would be cost too much. Hadanovic yeah, is a Slovenian, a Slovenian keeper um, at Inter Milan who's been very good over the last two years, by all reports. I, I can't personally um, testify to having seen liked, him much. I've always liked our, the German keeper, of course, but, uh, for Bayern Munich, but I doubt he'll be. Yeah. Manuel Neuer. There is a guy called Leno in the frame, uh, not Jay Leno, the American chat show host. <laughs> I, you'll all be pleased to, uh, to learn, although he would, f- he would fill up him. a fair bit of the goal if they just put him there. Um, but moving on to um, transfers done in the done Ooh. column, there is one Memphis Depay. Yeah. Um, very excited about him. Um, one of the hottest prospects in European football and the kind of player we should be buying. And so it's great we've got him. He's, he's, he's completed his medical. I think there's a few um, I's to be crushed and, uh, uh, or dotted even and T's to be crossed. But uh, are you excited by him, Rob? I think it's, it's a potentially fantastic signing for us. A, a real statement of intent, you know, getting, getting a young player who looks at the, out of the top drawer, who Van Hal himself knows very well, of course, from his Holland days. I, it, it, I don't want to tempt fate, but it, it, looks, it looks pretty perfect, a piece of business for us, to be honest. And the fact we've got it done so early is very encouraging and professional on United's part. So, and having been sort of geeking away and watching sort of clips of him on YouTube, it all looks very encouraging there as a, he looks fantastic winger but he's also there with goals in the in the bloke as I think, well i think that they we can i think what um what we're going to get is i think we're going to get a 4-3-3 next season i think that's yeah, kind I of i think we're going to have to play that that's, that's and i think that's our best way to yeah, play to that's be lvg's uh, uh favored formation i think we know he loves rooney he's going to yeah. play rooney down the middle 
yeah. Depay, we would assume, would be one part of that. Yeah. There could be a place on the left. We've been. I'm going to bring in the sort of players we've been linked to now um, that are, I think we're currently on 1,067 players that we've been linked <laughs> with. Um, and there's also three, three left-sided players, i.e. one Di Maria, one Yamazai, and one of our best players of the season, Ashley Young, yeah. who would all fancy themselves for that position on the left. So we're not uh, exactly short of potential on that side presently. There's there's been rumours today of a bid for or a potential bid for Schweinsteiger, um, oh. who I personally think would be a, a a great buy, even though he is thirty. Yeah, I think I I must admit I, I, I I've obsessed over him for so many years <laughs> and wanted him, and I've, I'm now sort of reticent because of the age thing. But I'm sure you're probably right. I well, just, you know, I've, I've dreamt of United I mean, getting him. At the last five years. The thing is, but, Robert... Uh, people... He could probably still do a fantastic job for us because we need a player, uh, that type of player in that position. And if we're saying we're in the Champions League next season, we've got over the next couple... What's Project Van Hal over the next couple of years? He obviously wants to win the Premiership and he wants to have a tilt at winning the European Cup over the next two years. I mean, that's what Van Hal, I'm sure, would be aiming for. Well, within that time framework, then a Schweinsteiger fits that bill. Yeah, with a two, three-year plan, then I think he could do a job for us there. So, I, yeah, I think that, that could be a, an in, interesting move for us. The thing is, we know that there's, there's not a lot, there's not a, a, a huge, I don't think, anyway, a, a, amount of options. Um, you're talking uh, about people like Pogba, they're, they're, who I, I, oh, I just can't, I can't see it. I can't see him coming we back. Got him. Um, there's, um, there's been, you know, other players we're linked to. I saw that um, on a defensive, in a defensive capacity, we have apparently been knocked back by Hummels, which could be a, a, a big bit of a disappointment. Yeah. Um, other players we've been linked with at the back are Americ Laporte, the Bill Bauer yeah. player. Very good by all accounts. Yeah. Um, we, we've also, just to go back to some of the attacking players we've been linked with, Harry Kane. Yeah. <laughs> Raheem Sterling, incredibly. Um, yeah. That to, me, that to me has got the whiff of something slightly more real, just judging by the sheer mercenary behaviour of his yes. agent. Very, very, very strange behaviour. Um, yeah. Liverpool apparently had a meeting uh, with Sterling scheduled for this week that's been cancelled. So there's sort of big stuff going on there. Um, but in terms of uh, United transfers, it's just going to be, let's wait and see. As you say, with Depay, or Depay, nice to get something done early. Yeah. Um, and that's the way Van Hull likes to do it, by all accounts. Yeah. That's clearly been, in, that, that, that's clearly been planned, well, obviously has been planned for some time. And we don't want to get, you know, it, it can get a little farcical the closer you get, obviously, to the, the transfer deadline. So to sew some of these things up early on, it would be very encouraging if a, a couple of more agreeable arrivals turn up, you know, in the, in the, next, in the next few weeks. It'd be, it'd be reassuring. And actually, I think it helps the players as well, to be honest, to settle, you know, to settle into things here as well. The, sort of the, the blokes who arrive at the end of the transfer window and are thrown straight into the team. I think it's quite, quite a tough call for them sometimes. So to get the business done early, I think, is beneficial for all concerned. Myself, I, I, I think... I would still say Manchester United need one new established 
centre, international centre back, mid twenties, a new uh, a new right back, the defensive midfielder we've spoken about, Schweinsteiger, whoever that is, and I think because of the impending departures of Falcao and possibly Robin Van Persie, yeah. I think we're going to be in the market for a new out and out striker. Interesting times ahead, and um, obviously the um, the the doing the business early is made more important by the fact that we could have a um, Champions League playoff qualifier, oh, yeah, um, yeah. which is uh, probably well. I think we could say more than likely. Um, we'll know after this Saturday's game against yeah. the Hull City, the Tigers, um, yeah. and it's Steve Bruce. A uh, one of our legends, one of our great heroes, who we have faced, I think, 21 times, and he's never won. Um, he's very loyal to the cause, Steve Bruce. <laughs> um, I kind of almost wouldn't mind us losing if it meant Steve Bruce stayed up. <laughs> I know, I'm torn as well, because he's one of my favourite players, and I was there the night when we finally got our hands on the Premiership Trophy again in 1993, when he lifted it with... Brian Robson. It was such a magical night and his role that season when we, yeah, the first time we'd won the league since 1967 and Steve Bruce was captain. certainly was. Talk about leading by example, that old chestnut. He really did. He was brilliant for us that particular year, not least for the goals he got. He was, became quite a prolific goal scorer Eeks, for United that think... season. So I have nothing but fondness and affection for Bruce and I really wouldn't want to see him go down. At the same time, obviously, you don't want us to particularly lose. But if, no. But, um, the other, but I don't, Steve Bruce is a, you know, a, seems a top bloke and a, an excellent manager, so you can only wish him well. Well, it's going to be um, an interesting sort of, um, sort of thing of events. I'm going to put this scenario to you, Robert. Yes. If United win 5-0 right. uh, at Hull, and five Arsenal... Goals from Falcao, his final five game. goals from the El Tigre against the Tigers. Uh, yeah. Maybe he's just waiting to play them. Um, and Arsenal were to win 2-0, believe it or yeah. not, United and Arsenal would end up with identical records. Yep. Doesn't happen very often. In fact, um, I think it might have, might have happened. Was it were Tottenham and City identical records a few years ago? Anyway, what would happen is the only way to determine who becomes third and fourth, i.e. who doesn't play a European Champions League qualifier is you have a playoff at a yeah. um, venue neutral venue to be determined by the board i.e the premier league so the park that's a good one for it, us. well it would be nice wouldn't it uh, uh, you know going back having a, a a sort of balmy spring evening united arsenal one-off playoff game the sort of what i would say could only be billed as the sort of the crappiest playoff ever <laughs> Yeah, I would have all the makings of that. Two managers who didn't want it. Yeah, it could be hilarious. But let's not rule. Yeah, let's let's pray. Let's pray for something because I'd, I'd rather I'd rather have that game than have a dodgy night out in Bulgaria in August. Well, you know, and you know about dodgy nights out in Bulgaria minutes. in August, Robert. Yeah, I mean, you just, know about those. It's a banana skin, isn't it? You just want that. Well, there, I, I heard there was more than banana skins involved the last time you had one of those. But uh, move, <laughs> but, but moving on, um, it would be a nice way to uh, to elongate the season somewhat with a playoff. Um, yeah. But um, I mean, sort of talking about the season, Rob. Just while we're there, you know, likely yeah. we're going to end up fourth. Yeah, it's been it's been okay, isn't it? It's it's had its ups and downs, but yeah. you know. 
I think there were there were there were moments after the the six games on the trot where yeah. we kind of almost I mean there were moments where I almost thought could we win it you know as as crazy as that seems but I think that little that little sort of those three defeats on the trot the Chelsea Everton West Brom I think it was probably a, a needed kind of. Uh, you know, um, bursting of the balloon and the, the sort of the giddiness that we'd, we'd got to. Yeah, I mean, I thought we did. I mean, it's, it's obvious, it's easy to say because we had that six-win run that United sort of settled into their rhythm. But I think they genuinely did in terms of the team was settled. Van Hal pretty much settled on his, on his 11, didn't he, during, during that sort of time. So you, you felt we were locked into the groove. And I always thought, yeah, Stamford Bridge is not, hasn't been a happy hunting ground for United for the past decade. So I always thought that would be a tough one. And I was hoping maybe we could scrape a draw. If we'd been a bit luckier, we could have done on that day. But I thought we played very well against Chelsea. It was all still looked like the plan was looking good. And I thought, God, it's not outrageous, at least, to still be thinking second. But then we, you know, we, we rather gently, lamely fell apart a bit. Some very disappointing <laughs> results. And um, uh, it's been a disappointment. We've fallen flat right at the end. It's been a shame. But there have been signs that the Van Hal project was finally getting into gear. And it, it, it did seem like that up until sort of, I don't know, end of March time. Um. Just sort of thinking about the uh, the sort of farewells, Robert, of this weekend. Yeah. I mean, we could be saying goodbye to De Gea. Um, yeah. Any any who would your sort of you know who would you be uh, giving the old P forty five to? Well, I have to say, Robin van Persie. I think that would be a, a sensible move on our part to move on. I do not underestimate for a second his contribution to the club, you know, a couple of, when we won the last one, the Premiership a couple of years ago, he pretty much dragged us over the finish line. He was fantastic. I think, judging by his age and his contribution since and the fact he's been in and out of the team with injuries, I think we need to, certainly if we're not selling, selling him, we need to be looking beyond him into the, uh, the line of him. Falcao, I was desperate for him to make it because I've seen, having watched him, in the past, I knew, knew what a fabulous player he had been and was convinced he was going to be a world superstar for us as well. That hasn't worked. So obviously we have to cash in our chips there. So they'd be two obvious departures for us. I would imagine that Raphael will also... Mm. I know he's got... He divides opinion. I know he's got a lot of uh, you know, admirers Too as injured, well, Rob, isn't he? Just so ignored, just doesn't he? imagine he's on his way. It's just... It's, you can't rely on a player who... Comes in, plays six or seven good games, and then just is out. And then sort of is out with one thing, and then just seems to be injuring himself doing something else. I don't know. The, the, the... Uh, yeah, I just it's having looked, you know, a couple of years ago, like he was really coming into his prime years. He, he's gone backwards seriously, pretty much since Ferguson left. Actually, to be fair, and I'm not sure if there's any genuine link there, but that seems to be where he's really has fallen away so I mean my goodness he couldn't even get into that awful Brazilian defence so uh, <laughs> that's how, that's how bad he must be to be honest the other one for uh, me Rob would be Evans yeah and I, I would I don't know who else who else would you think would be uh, possible departures well I'm not sure that there would be that many um, that, that many more I think Wilson will be um, moved up to a if you like a sort of uh, first replacement striker position. Yeah. I think there could be another striker coming in. I don't necessarily I think, so. think it's going to be someone that big. Yeah. Um, because obviously, if you play a 4 3 3, 
you're kind of, you know, Rooney's your main man. So you don't really, you know, and if you've got Wilson as well, you don't necessarily need, you know, another big name. Um, yeah. I think we could see, um, yeah, Raphael go, but the rest of them I think might stay on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, all our centre backs. I mean, there's been there's been talk about the Johnny Evans, but we'll we'll, we'll see. I think seems... Smalling, um, Smalling, Rojo, Jones, and a new centre back will be our four for next season. Yeah, exactly. So maybe Evans, maybe Evans. It's it's worth speculating. He he, he might uh, Evans. He might he might go as good well. Good Evans. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, Rob, that's kind of about us for now. Um, it's been great. Uh, this will be my sign-off for the season, so uh, enjoy the game. Um, everyone else there, enjoy there. We've got one more podcast next week, so yeah. uh, make sure you're tuning in. Robert, thank you very much. Yes, see you soon. This has been a Playback Media production. For all our other podcasts, go to playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.